The thing is, I was what on... up? What's up? What's up? Still in here, but waited too long. That's fine. It's fine. All right, so I got some questions for you. We need your um, we need your picks for this week. Okay. So. Alma, let's get to it. <clears throat> Jets, Browns. What Browns? Jets. Uh, Jets. Titans, Jags. Jags. Patriots, Lions. Patriots. Saints, Falcons. Ooh, that division win. All right, all right. Packers, Redskins. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to give Packers. Colts, Eagles. Eagles. Bills, Vikings. Vikings. Raiders, Dolphins. Raiders or Dolphins? Dolphins. Ravens, Broncos. Uh, Ravens. Bengals, Panthers. Panthers? Giants, Texans. Giants. 49ers, Chiefs. Chiefs. Fair. Chargers, Rams. Battle of LA. Jesus Christ. Aren't they both doing well this year, really? Uh, uh, the Rams are doing better. Yes, they're both doing well. I haven't kept up with either one of them. Fucking hell. Chargers? If it makes you feel any better, one of them's 2-0 and oh, and one's 1-1. One and one. Chargers. Chargers. You're taking the Chargers? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Rivers. Cowboys, Seahawks. Uh, like, I want to say the Seahawks, but, like, the Cowboys looked good last week. So what will it be? Cowboys. Bears, Cardinals. Sticking with the Bears. Smart. Then Steelers, Buccaneers. Fucking Buccaneers, bro. I doubted them two weeks in a row. There's no way they're going to let me down this week. Watch, now they let him down because he picked them. That's the thing. I went ahead and picked them too, so it's just like, I'm going to ride that Conor McGregor train. That fits magic. Bro, they're playing. It's not even just him. Like they're playing well. Yeah, they are. They are. Is that is it? All the picks. Yep, that's all. All right. Well, that's all we needed. All right. All right. Uh, how's it looking so far? How's what looking? The picks. Kyle is beating us by one win. You and I are both have the exact same record, and Kyle has Kyle one more crash. win. 
I'm trash, but I'm winning, so, you know. Exactly. The thing is, like, we can't even say, like, it's because of one game because our picks are so scattered. But honestly, like, if I did have to pick one, it would be the Eagles-Buccaneers game. Because that was the one where you and I both said Eagles and you said Bucks. You know, I wish I would have, you know, like, I wanted to listen to him. But then I was like, no, I'm my own individual person. I make my own picks. But I mean, if anything, you can just rub it in our face that you got that Jags pick. That's yeah, true. fuck both of you. Dude, I, bro, I had to. I was right about Green Bay beating Chicago, so I thought I had to go with my head, but I'm glad they were proving me wrong. But. Alrighty then. Alright. I'll, uh, I mean, I don't think I'm going to speak to you at all. No, after, uh, after this, I'm, I'm going to bed, so. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Deuces. Bye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Unpaid Break. I'm your main host, Kyle, with my other host, Alma. What's up? Uh, We are currently another one short today. Um, Host Sway has some stuff he's got to take care of and uh, be there for, so we're not blaming him here, you know? It's all good. Got to do your business. Um... But uh, as you heard, you know, obviously before we started this, we got uh, Josue's football picks for this week, so we won't miss up on that. We'll get into that as soon as we move on to football. But um, I'm going to kick us off. Baseball's the same deal. We're getting closer and closer to the end of the season. Um, I will say, I don't quite remember who the player was, but for the Orioles, the catcher just called out the entire team practically. Like, he was just pretty much saying that the whole team is trash, especially with how far behind they are from the Red Sox. Just even contention for wild card with how far back they are. He just did not hold anything back. And, I mean, I like it, but then at the same time, it's like, you are easily disposable. So I mean, you- essentially to an extent. Everyone is, you know. So, I mean, you know, if the ownership, management, whatever, doesn't like what you just said about the entire team, like, because, I mean, look at it, look at it like this. They have more losses than the Red Sox have wins. Right now, the Baltimore Orioles have 43 wins and 108 losses. They are 60 games Behind the Red Sox, just for, uh, just for the AL East. But then, like, if we're talking about wild card, though, like, it's, it's embarrassing to try to get this all on here because your team shouldn't be doing this bad. And I understand, like, there's years where it's like, oh, it's a rebuilding phase. Or well, they also were, they got rid of two players. They got rid of Machado, and uh, who's the other guy they got rid of? My point. Okay. You're disposable. That's fair, I guess. But yeah, like, for the wild card, they're 47 and a half games. But, you know, we only have till, like, we have two, three more weeks left in regular season. So, you know, they're not catching up. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. 
So speaking in retrospect of uh, what we were watching before we started recording this right here, uh, Strasburg had uh, 11 strikeouts. Even though he went ahead and hit the batter, the catcher, and the ump all on one page. Yo, listen, it's ricochet. We don't talk about that, all right? But that's <laughs> all they decided to show on ESPN, and I thought he had another shit outing. And, and the then, next thing you know, he has 11 Ks. Yeah, fans 11, and we won 4-2. to two. We, so, you But know. guess what that does for our standings? Not shit. I mean, standing-wise, uh, you guys are six and a half games behind the Braves. Yeah. I mean, that's just for um, your little... It would, literally, it would literally take a miracle for us to somehow... Damn, the Braves got spanked by the Cardinals. How bad? To, eight to one. Ooh. But I'm... Uh, ooh. Are they are they in the middle of a series with them or do they get did they just get done with them? So I'm looking at where the, the Nats are wild card. Fuck. You know who who do I just can't win. Who, just can't who win. the Nationals they, played they, next? Atlanta Atlanta. They lead the division right now. They okay. lead the division. Phillies are in second. We're behind them by like a game, I think, or two. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, wild card wise, it's weird. You guys are seven games back there, but you guys are. Winning. We have a better chance of winning our division than than getting wild card. Yeah, I know. Um, but I mean, if you guys at least the Braves, the Braves the, play the Cardinals tomorrow, and I mean the Cardinals have been doing hot lately. Yeah, I know. They, so for they, your sake, hopefully they'll continue. Yeah, that. but guess what? Their next four games are who. Philly. Oh. So it's... We don't win either way there. Huh. I guess the only way is... Is we, Philly... We pray that Philly wins them all to keep the race tighter. Yeah, I guess that would really be the best thing for you guys. As of right now, because... I or mean, I guess if they want to take one each, like go back and forth. But then, you know, the Nats would need to sweep the Phillies or... What is it? Is it a three-game, four-game series? Oh no, dude, it's over. No, it's absolutely over. We only, they have the car. The Braves play the Cardinals. Then they play four-game series against Philly. Three games against the Mets. Ooh, they got those. And games. then the three games against Phillies to close out the season. It's over. It's over. Man, it's over. You're gonna. You're definitely gonna need a miracle for that one. Like the Mets. No, no the question Mets about need that. to sweep the Braves. The Phillies need. No, there's no scenario where we can win this. Who do, who do we play? See, we, I I just need to pay attention to Sports Center so then they can give me the analytics that I'm not looking for, so then I can figure out the exact percentage of what it's going to take for you guys to go ahead and get into those playoffs. We play a four game series against the Mets starting Thursday. Against the Mets. Against the Mets. Okay, so that one I, I could see going 3-1. And then we play the Marlins for a three-game series. I could see you going 2-1. And then we play the Rockies. Uh, Well, Trevor Story isn't going to be playing with them, so you have that on your side. Yeah. So, I mean... And the thing is, the Rockies are ahead of you guys. We would literally have to win out to even remotely have like a good chance. 
Because if you look at it that way, you need the Phillies to kind of jump up on the Braves. If you win that series against the Rockies, that'll go ahead and help you out standing-wise because the Rockies are the next team in line to take that other uh, wild card spot. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So, say if we won ten games. Okay. If we won ten games. If we won out, that puts us at 87 and 75 for the season. So, let's go to Atlanta. And let's just say, for the shits and giggles... They play one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, seven, seven, eight, nine, two. Oh, they got eleven games. Hold on, one, two, three. Yeah, because you you play one hundred sixty-two games. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, eleven. So say they win. Let's give them half of their games. Do we round up or round down? Let's say six five. Okay, so give them six wins. That puts them at. 89. So we'd still be two games behind. And that's if we win out. Well, it's been a great season. It's been a great season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, hold on. Because my only thing is... No, yeah, our season's over. Yeah, like... The only thing that I could see maybe making things a little interesting, like as far as wildcard goes... Is if the Brewers just tank right now. Because the Brewers are leading for wild card. Gellick isn't uh, slowing down by any means. So that ain't going to happen. Because I honestly feel like the Rockies might be able to make a push. Because like right now they're iffy about Trevor's story. But they did say that he is like a day-to-day. But it has been a reoccurring injury with his elbow. So, they're, like, trying to milk it. Then, at the same time, they they want to go ahead and try to make that playoff push. So, it's, like, it just depends on where they're at. Because they're only one game behind St. Louis for that second wildcard spot. Actually, this could be possible. What, the 2% chance? Shh, shh, just hear me out. Just hear me out. I'm doing some math here. So, the Rockies. You mentioned the Rockies, and I looked at their schedule. They play a four-game series against the Phillies. Okay. And then they play a three-game series against us to close the season. So, in retrospect... You need the Rockies to beat the Phillies. We need the Philly... We need Philly to beat Atlanta every single chance they get. But then we would also need the Rockies to... to... The Rockies need to sweep them. And if that's the case... But but my only thing is, is that the Rockies are also contending for that spot in the wild card so i don't know if that would throw you guys off i wouldn't throw anything off no because this is to win the division to get into the playoffs okay so you're you're gonna no because we we're you're not fighting for division wild card it's sad we have a better shot at fighting for division than wild card so let's go back to atlanta we need yeah, we need to... Uh, okay, so this is what needs to happen. The Mets definitely need to sweep Atlanta, which I know ain't going to happen. They might get a win out of it. You know what? You're absolutely right. I just gave up. 
Just trying to think about the Mets trying to sweep the Braves. I just... Did your brain kind of get over? Yeah, my brain farted and said, nah, fam. <laughs> Not luck. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all that I really have for baseball. Okay. And then uh, with the NBA, um, even though Dwayne Wade went ahead and signed a one-year deal with the Heat, he did say that this season will be his last season, but he made it very dramatic. I don't know if you saw the video. Mm-mm. He posted a 10-minute long video. About him saying that he's going to retire. And even his wife called him out on it. Damn. Like, she was like, I love you and everything, but that that was too much. Because the thing is, it was like one of those things where he's like in an all like blacked out room, has the spotlight on him, and he just like walks forward and he's just like talking to you. He's like, I'm a person and I'm talking to you. I want you to understand I'm leaving the one thing I love, and I want to relate to you. And I was like, I I didn't even watch the whole thing. Because I was just like, okay, I get it. You're done. You don't want to leave, but you're calling it quits. Okay, that's cool. But, like, um, I mean, he, he didn't have to be super dramatic about it, <laughs> in my opinion. But it's nice seeing that yeah, he's hanging it up and he's still doing great. Like, he's not waiting for a true decline for him to go ahead and retire. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like he could still play for a little bit longer. Especially with that Miami Heat team and now kind of having a more opened up East division. I feel like it would be less of a toll on his body in my opinion especially now that he's not gonna have to go up against LeBron because that would have been his job the whole time yeah that wouldn't have worked out well yeah so I mean it's nice that he knows when to go out but then again we'll see how this season goes and we'll definitely visit well it depends on who you ask he might have should have been out Maybe a year or two ago, so. But, I mean, it's not like he's putting up single-digit points for the season or anything like that. It's not like he's hit that huge decline. So, I mean, it could be worse, but I would much rather go out while I still had a little bit of gas left and still being somewhat productive instead of, you know, having nothing in the tank but not willing to give up. You know what I mean? I mean, it's true. I I don't know. I just feel like his time's already kind of... In my opinion, I think, you know, his time's kind of been done. But you also got to look at people that were also in his draft class, too. I mean, he's still got three main... People. Yeah, but, like, the injuries... But I'm saying, like, if you had to take him or Carmelo, you think Dwayne Wade should have retired before Carmelo? That's what I'm saying. Like Injuries. You can't tell me Dwayne Wade's Wade's knees alone are the same health of Carmelo's. They're not, but I'm saying the productivity of Dwayne Wade is more than what Carmelo has been putting out. I understand. Even though, like, teams have been, uh, especially, like, with the Knicks, 
how like they were like relying on him to facilitate the ball to the rest of the team. He did, kind of but he didn't. He creator. didn't. Tr- he didn't trust the rest of the team. Oh yeah, that's and the thing is like yeah, he was the main like uh, creator and everything, scoring all those points. And then once Porzingis started taking a little bit of that slack off of him, it was like you're old. And you're causing too much distraction and stress on our team. Get out. Yeah. So, where with Dwayne Wade, it's kind of just been like, oh, we got a younger player. Would you mind sitting on the bench? Yeah. And, I mean, he's still putting up, like, at least 10 points a game. And I'm pretty sure his stats are way higher than that at this point. But I know, like, especially, like, when he was in Cleveland, he wasn't really getting too much love there, and that's when they went ahead and sent him back down to Miami where he would have been way more useful. Yeah. I I don't know. Carmelo's had a weird career. He really has, because, I mean... Talk about someone that's literally looked at as, like, the guy. You know, he's... He's the one you want with the ball, but then he's taken a career path where that wasn't his role. Yeah, because, I mean, like, especially if you look at his entire career, like, when he was in Denver, that was him. He came straight out of Syracuse, and everyone was like, this is the next thing. Carmelo is going to take over the West, and he is going to make sure that these other teams pay. And he did, and especially once they got Allen Iverson, that was a team to look out for. Granted, at the same time, you still had the Lakers being the dynasty that they were, and you had San Antonio in there. But the Nuggets were another team that they were super underrated, but you know that they had their stars. And then, you know, AI went ahead and retired, and then Carmelo went up to the Knicks and... Everyone was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we, we're getting Carmelo. This is going to be great. He still had a lot of points. He just didn't have the team to help him out like he did in Denver. And then, you know, everything happened in uh, New York where there wasn't the trust. Uh, there were contract issues. Um, well, that who that whole time in New York was a shit show from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Was... And especially, like... It looked great when they got Phil Jackson in there, but then, you know, as we watched it all pan out, we were all like, why did they even do You know, this? when he first left uh, New York, I th- there were the rumors that it was down to, like, the Bulls. And I really thought, I really thought he was coming to Chicago. And I was pissed when he didn't. But looking back on it, I'm glad he didn't. Because if he would have gone to the Bulls, what role would you have him at? Like, with the team that they would have had... Him and Butler wouldn't have been able to gel. Because, I mean, it's two personalities that can't clash. In my opinion, anyways. I mean, they did play together on Team USA, so I mean... But, I mean, that's Team USA. Okay, but he essentially did the same thing. LeBron essentially did the same thing. But the way that I see it, Team USA is like pickup games. Granted, yeah, they're playing for medals and representation of our country, but you can't tell me. Well, yeah, that's essentially the style that they pick the teams, but I'm just saying. Because, like, 
when when they're playing these Team USA see, games, they are having fun and kind of doing everything on the fly. Where when they're in the NBA, they're playing other guys that are at their same level, and they're actually having to try way harder. But I just, oh fuck, excuse me. I just feel like, cause like on Team USA, you still have to somewhat still you still have to have a chemistry. You still yeah, have to be yeah, able yeah, to yeah. play alongside someone. So, like, you can still take that and kind of mold it into... But, I mean, it's the same gameplay that they would have in the All-Star games. Like, all they're playing for is... But you'd be getting, like, the best of both worlds. You'd be getting that chemistry that... (coughs) You know, oh, I get the feel of what you're doing on the court and I can get accustomed to you. But also at a... You good? (sighs) Uh, no, it's all hitting me at once. <laughs> at, like, you get the best of, like, oh, you know, I can feel you on the court and get accustomed to what you do and build that chemistry together, but also you get the, instead of the all-star game where there's essentially no defense, you get the level of, you know, hey, we're trying here. So, like, you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. There. Like, like I will say, like, this past all-star game, I really loved that game. Yeah. Because did you watch it? I watched half of it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. But. Because that, that came down to, like, the final seconds. Mm-hmm. So I, that, I loved that. Instead of, you know, it being like, oh, it's 149 to 170. Where I, th- I think the score, it was, like, 109 to 107. I think that was the final score. Something along those lines. Yeah. But I just remember sitting on the couch, and I was like... This is actually really close. I want to know who's going to win this. Hmm. But then again, it's like I wasn't necessarily a fan of how they went about doing the teams because then it did kind of feel like just a pickup game. Yeah. But, um, and then I just went ahead and saw it on the ticker because we have the TV on here in the background. Um, 76ers finally got a GM. Ooh, who is it? Anybody? An ex-player of theirs. Elton Brand. Didn't he play, uh... He used to play for the 76ers in the Clippers. They went ahead and they said that they promoted him up to a GM. Okay. You think this was what they wanted, or this was kind of more or less like a desperation move? Like, alright, we need to fill this spot. I think it is more of a, we need to fill this spot. But then at the same time, with having an ex-player that played for this organization, I feel that he will be looking out for the player's interest instead of mainly focusing on the business side. But the important question is, well, yes, I see that. Is this, uh... While, like, like yes, you have the benefit of him looking at it from that perspective on trying to, you know, GM this team, do you think he's actually going to be able to do that? Or is maybe he his voice not going to be heard? As well as you would think, because like you know, oh, we're doing this because we need someone to fill this spot. He won't be here long. Honestly, it de- so you don't it, let him do that. It depends much. if he's willing to step up to the plate. That's all I can say about it. Because I mean, even he's if everyone, ne- he's never even, been in this role, but even if everyone else already has it predetermined that he's not going to stay there. But that's the thing. Like the way that you have to look at it, he's never been in this position, which is a little iffy. Especially with an organization that is up and coming. They're finally back in the playoffs. They're a team that we're talking about. Yeah. For more than just having the worst record in the league. Yeah. 
It's nice. But you also have to look at it to where if he does make this a functional organization as the GM, there's going to be so much praise coming his way. And then he can also use it to his advantage when it comes to free agency okay, and but, trades. But, but you're not you're not you're not you're not hearing me. Will they even let him make these big calls because they may have it already predetermined in their head that he's not going to be there long. So let's not let him do that much because we don't want to alter what we have. Well, with his position, the way that it works in the NBA, the only person that's above him is the owner. Okay. But the but the owner still has say. But that's what I'm saying. He has say over everybody else in that organization. I, I understand, Alma. So, but if the owner already has it in his head that he doesn't want him at the GM spot permanently, he's not going to let him make a lot of decisions and a lot of changes. But that's where I'm trying to get at. You have to have the season play out because he doesn't know what's going to be going on as of right yes, now. Yes, but no. The owner doesn't it, it have be, to, the owner doesn't have to do that. The owner doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't they don't have to. They they really don't. But I understand and, you're and saying they should. And then you're saying like yes this may be like oh we have to have this position filled. But then again, if they did need this position filled, they could have gone with anybody. They could have gone with a brand new guy that thinks that he can go ahead and run a team. They can go ahead and go with somebody that I know and I'm sure they probably picked the the person say, that looks the best that they made a decision. I'm not saying they have, but I'm just saying if they already have an agenda in their head, if I'm the owner and they're like, fuck, I need someone to fill this spot. Okay, let me pick the best of my situation. I pick this former player. But I already have in my head, he's not going to be here long. Like, this is just temporary until I really find a GM that is going to want this spot. I, as an owner, am not going to let him make a lot of changes and a lot of important decisions because I don't want this to become what he's created. I wanted to, I want this to stay intact the way it is as long as possible. Well, and the thing is, I'm, I'm reading up a little bit more on this. Um, he actually, last season... So I guess they've kind of been prepping a little bit. He was the executive vice president of basketball operations for their G League team. Okay. So I, I guess he had been working alongside with this. But the other people that they were suggesting for this GM role was the Utah Jazz's assistant GM, um, okay. Justin Zanuck, Houston Rockets vice president, uh, Gerson Rosas, and um, the assistant GM for the Golden State Warriors, Larry Harris. So the, they could have chosen these people that have worked with great organizations, especially as far as development. But with having Elton Brand, he did have that little bit of practice with the G League. So he's already developed some players, especially since he was in charge of basketball operations. So he's had to get personal with these players. So having him now up at their pro-level team... He could also work his way with those uh, G League players. Say somebody goes down for the 76ers, they can go ahead and promote that up. But then also from the pro level's perspective, it's also a sign of loyalty. Because when you make these pitches, 
you could throw out something like, oh yeah, if you stay with us for years to come, you retire, we'll make sure that we have a spot for you in our office. Here's a man that didn't start his career with the 76 I understand. And so, I, I mean, I, it would look great. It looks I, I great under, I understand. from the player side, but maybe not from a business side. It may I not get, look great. And I get it. And it looks good because it looks, you know, oh, we're looking from any business, sports or not related. It looks better when you promote from within because mm-hmm. it means you're invested in your co- company and your brand. And that's fine. All I was getting at at the beginning is, do you think this is permanent or was this just a hold off until, you know, they find a, a real GM that they're more content with? Honestly, I understand they had more options. It, it just depends on how this year goes. Um, because, I mean, if things go well, they can go ahead and revisit and actually sign the extension. If things go awful, that's when they can just be like, listen... We had a good run. Things were go. We thought that things were going to go one way, and they didn't. I'm sorry. And then maybe even just put him back to the same position he had before. Maybe just need more development within the office and understand how the position works. But I mean, we can't really say anything until this season plays out. Okay. So you still didn't answer my question. <laughs> Do you think this was what they wanted, or is this just a hold off? I feel that it is something that they wanted because they had so many other options with people that could have done... So, like, three, four options is so many? If you're looking at what they could have had and their track record, I mean, like, me being a little biased And also looking at, they were looking at, it doesn't mean the other person was interested. This is true. I can... I can look at LeBron James as a player. It doesn't mean he wanted to play for me. This is true. But then so, again, granted, they were mentioned as being potential prospects for this GM position. I feel that the 76ers organization is a team that I would want to buy in on right now. Okay. But not everyone feels that way. Yeah. Some people... I know there's still some people that think not a fluke, but they think they won't they won't last this high long. But then, if I were in this position, I would take that challenge. I mean, seeing these three other guys that had been mentioned right here, they I work with Golden State, I, the Rockets, and the Jazz, three I teams agree. that are playoff contenders every year as of right now. I agree. I, I would want to take this, that challenge. Who's to say the three or four prospects they have? Didn't happen to be the three or four people that didn't want to buy in on it. Or they were overly content with where they're at and they didn't want to move. And you know those are things that they're not going to tell us. (laughs) Only people that know whether or not they were interested or not were the men that were in that room. Exactly. But I I think it's good for Elton Brand. I think it's pretty cool that they're giving him this opportunity. I guess. (laughs) But, moving on here, we're going to go ahead and go into college football. Yep, FSU sucks. And uh, Fuck this season. I'm over it. I'm done. I quit. You've heard my banter before. I'm not even going to begin to go into it because it's the same exact thing. But, same exact thing. But, and if you guys don't know what episode that is, go two episodes back. You'll find it. You'll find it. Don't worry. 
The title says if, it all. If if you can find like the actual like audio where it like shows the spikes, wherever the loudest point is, just go right there. You'll know where yeah, it's at. It's it's <laughs> it's towards the end too. But FSU this week, they're playing a team that my Utah Utes played. Yeah, that's great. We're gonna lose. So, would you say that uh, the Utes would be better if FSU loses again? Uh, yeah. I if uh, Samford is only 10 points less better than us and they're an FBS team. Yeah. I'd say anyone and I'd say anyone in Division 1 football is better than FSU right now. Wow. Anyone in Division 1 college football is better than FSU right now. You know, I read an article and he said he wants he wants time he wants oh, yeah, patience. patience. I saw that. He wants that. patience from fit. No, this is FSU. This isn't Syracuse. Okay, this isn't Utah. Okay, oh. this this isn't you know. That 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 hurt my heart. I can't. This isn't Oklahoma State. You know, this isn't this isn't a program that's willing to rebuild. There, this isn't old. Constantly... This isn't old Dominion. All right, this isn't. <laughs> This is FSU. I'm talking about history of college sports, history of college football alone. You know, I guarantee you, when you think of great schools, I guarantee you, you ask anyone, FSU at some point will come up in the first 10 to 15 college names. Oh, yeah. I mean... Like, I mean, and that's just, you know... Well, dominant, prominent schools that people know, like popular schools in general. So, with that alone, like th- there, there's you a have le- to live up to your name. There's a level of expectation, and we are so far below that right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I there's no his grace period was the first two weeks. That was it. I'm done waiting. I want flipped results now, or he can leave. And I mean, at this point, that's kind of where he's at. I I would put him in a hot seat right away. I he's been he's been in the hot hot seat since he barely beat Samford. S A M Samford, not Stanford, not Andrew Locke, not Christian McCaffrey. No Samford. Tell tell me what state Samford belongs in. I'll wait. I'll wait. Do you know? Isn't do Sam- you know? Isn't Samford in Florida? Or do you know? It's one of the two. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you where are they at? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's my point. I don't know where Samford is. Actually, I do think it's in Florida. Yeah, I think it's like. I definitely think it's in Florida. Oh, Alabama. <laughs> okay. Wrong. <laughs> we tried. Jesus. Yeah, they're in Birmingham, Alabama. Of course they are. Yeah, I'm I'm completely done with FSU football. I'm I'm over this season. I'm literally like I'm not even paying attention to college football anymore. Hmm. I'm really not. I'm letting anyone talk shit while they can. I'm letting them. I'm letting Florida Gator fans talk shit to me right now, and I'm just taking it. I'm telling them that's fine. That's great. Oh, you we're going to beat you guys. All right. About time. After five fucking years. About time. Oh, Miami did it last year. Oh, we finally beat you. Yeah. 
about time after after six years, you guys finally beat us. And I was gonna say like have your time now. And even it. like this weekend, there's like no good matchups in my opinion. What what did he say? What we we just saw it on ESPN. What did the guy say? Alabama in its first three weeks scored what seventy something points. One hundred and seventy. One hundred and seventy something points. But there are three teams that they played. I know two of them were cupcakes. Uh, first week they played Louisville. I don't know who they played the second week, and then they played Ole Miss oh, last oh, week. Oh, the second week was the school of the deaf and blind. That's who they played. <laughs> and then last week they played Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Okay, and they got romfles. And the thing is, the most points that they allowed out of those games was 14, and that was against Louisville. But they scored 51 points in that game. Boo. Freaking I boo. told you Louisville was trash. They Lamar Jackson, that was it. That was their team. That was their Russell Wilson. And they don't have anyone else. You're not wrong. Trash. Ole Miss, trash. See, uh, I, I, I do, I'm just hoping that this Alabama-Texas Kentucky game, Southern Sectional State University. That's who they played week two. And they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they shut them out, too. But you want to you wanna pump up that stat? Oh, Alabama's so great. They scored almost 200 points in three weeks. Okay. Have them play real teams. Every week. On a consistent basis. You know who's impressed me more than Alabama has? LSU. LSU's been looking great. They've had two upsets. They upset Miami opening week. And that was... Blew them out of the water. Oh, yeah. Granted, took them till the second half. Blew them out of the water. But, I mean, even still, a win's a win. And especially with it being an upset, that's going to get a lot of And they got two upsets. And they upset last week, too. And they played Auburn last week, right? Yep. Stunned Auburn. They didn't know what to fucking do. What, wasn't it a game-winning field goal, too? Yep. I mean, do what you gotta do, but, like... I understand. It's good Alabama stuff. is always gonna be that number one team. Always. And regardless of what happens. You know, Johnny Manziel. Granted, this is years ago, and it was Johnny Manziel in college, and I understand what he is now compared to then. I understand that, Okay. But we're talking about we only knew one year of Johnny Manziel. Only one year. Okay? This kid's lighting up the college football scene. Lighting it up. He takes down Alabama. He takes them down. By I think I, I think it was like 14 points too. I think it was, it was like it was like it was like 10 or 14 points. But you beat Alabama. And to still like just be a team where everyone's just like, oh well, they're still the best team in the nation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like shit like that's expected. So, but I'm just saying, if LSU has, a, if anyone has the chance to beat Alabama right now, I'd, so, LSU's got the good chance. So I went ahead and looked up uh, that game that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It was in 2012. Mm-hmm. The Aggies, they were ranked 15th. Mm-hmm. Bama being ranked number one, they upset them 29-24. Johnny Manziel went... Oh, that's right, because Bama scored that late touchdown to bring it close. That's right, that's right. Johnny Manziel went 24 for 31, 253 passing yards with two passing touchdowns, and then 92 rushing yards. And that was the year where he won the Heisman. You know, I'm just saying. Mind you, 20 of those points came in the First quarter. Only Alabama can lose a national championship game 
and come out the next season ranked number one preseason. Every single year. Only Bama. Only Bama. I want to know what's going to happen that year where Bama isn't number one. I um, want to know what's going to It's going to be the year Nick Saban isn't there, and Nick Saban's going to die before he leaves Alabama. <laughs> he's he's going to... I'm not comparing them in any way. I'm just saying age. He's going to turn into Joe Pa. He's going to be old as shit. He can't stand on the sidelines. And he's going to have the coach from the skybox and call plays. What are you laughing at? <laughs> oh. Oh, the Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. We got a uh, we got Sports Center rolling in the background here, but um, no, like you know, only Bama, no other school in the country would be able to do shit like this. Oh yeah, definitely. And the thing is, like the only other team that I see that's been consistently within like that top five, where I've been like, meh, I I, I wouldn't maybe put you in top. Five, I'd maybe say like within top twenty-five, Washington. I I don't. Here we go. I don't feel like they're a team. Get it out. Get it out. And the thing is, it's not even like a biased opinion. Like every mm-hmm. single year, like even this year, I think they started off at number five. Clemson's been a constant top five team, but they've been able to back it up most of the time. Yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. Where Washington, they get put in at five. And they'll maybe lose, like, a game or two, get bumped out to, like, 10, 15, and they somehow make their way back up into the top five. I, I don't understand where this logic is coming from. Because, I mean, it's not like they're in a big power conference. They're not playing hard teams. So and, I, I just want to yeah, know. And people try to tell me it's, like, based on recruiting, too. And I get it. They always have a top five recruiting class because of... Their name alone and what they've established at their school. But, like, I don't know. I just feel, I just, I just feel bi- biased. I feel the biased opinions coming 24-7 about Bama, so. Yeah. But, I mean, with games that are going on this week, the main games that I see being good ones, and I really want this to be a close game. The Bama Texas A and M game. I really want A and M to just give it. Fisher to him. ain't gonna get it done. He couldn't get it done at FSU, and arguably at his at Jimbo's prime with FSU. I mean, granted, he didn't he didn't get to play. We wanted Bama when we when we beat Auburn for the national championship. Granted, that was you know mm-hmm. all those years ago. We wanted Bama, but Auburn had to pull up that stupid upset. And I'm telling you now, we were winning that Auburn or Bama that year. We were winning it. I mean, you guys have the momentum for it, too. We were winning it. You you At me. At me. Convince me otherwise. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> whether it was Bama or whether it was Auburn, we were winning that game. Um, and but I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Jimbo pulls it off with Texas A and M. I don't think. He, I'm. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Well, I mean, I hope. I hope he does it too. But I don't think he's gonna be able. Because I mean, Bama's finally facing a ranked team. <laughs> but another game that I think will be a little interesting is gonna be TCU and Texas. 
Um, a team that I'm really surprised they're ranked. I understand that they pulled off the upset last week, but they went ahead and bumped BYU all the way up to 25. I don't think that that was deserved. I mean... Like, I get that it was a big upset, but I don't think they should be in top 25. And then they're playing a team like McNeese. Um, I mean, Bama does it every year, so, you know. <laughs> what, pull off an upset? <laughs> no, they just, they win and they get the the votes for it and they feel like it's a deserved win because it's like. Uh, and then another game I see that, I, I feel it's one-sided, but it's a ranked game, Stanford-Oregon. I feel like Stanford will probably take that one. I don't know. I'm not paying much attention to those at this point. And then the game that I really want to go as an upset, I want Herm Edwards to get that win with Arizona State against Washington. I don't think you're going to do it. I want him to. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I want FSU to turn the fuck around. Skirt. Rewind. <laughs> but that's all that I have for college football, so now we're going to go ahead and get to the pros. Okay. Okay. So before we start jotting down your picks, we're going to go ahead and go through some topics here. Um, so after an awful outing by some kickers this weekend. Not good. It, <laughs> As Pat McAfee would say, not good for the brand. Oh yeah, no. Awful outing for kickers. So the Vikings cut their kicker, Daniel Carlson. Yeah. And signed Dan Bailey. Did you hear what he said in the, the post game? Uh-uh. Zimmer. So they were talking to him about, like, after the news had come out that he had released the kicker. And they were like, um. You good? Jimmy Butler meeting with Tom Thibodeau in L.A. To meet about the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves? L.A. You know what he's in L.A. for? Working out with LeBron. He's working out with LeBron. No, I actually don't know if that's a true statement, but um, we, we that's an L.A. jersey I want really bad. Um, what were we talking about? The Zimmerman press conference. Oh, yeah. So they released him and they said, uh, was it an easy decision? Uh, was it a relatively easy decision on uh, making making that final decision to release, the, uh, release him? And he literally sits there and pauses and he goes, did you watch the game? Oh, shit. Like, verbatim, word for word, he goes, did you watch the game? Yeah, I was like, yeah, and he goes, okay then. But um, they went ahead and signed Dan Bailey. Good. I don't know why Dan Bailey was cut in the first place. But then the Browns, yeah, they haven't gotten rid of their kicker. Jesus Christ. They went ahead and signed a rookie named Greg Joseph. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who he kicked for in college. Yeah. Let alone, I don't think anybody knows who he kicked for. And if you do, let me know, because I'd really like to know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But um, they went ahead and signed him and said that, depending on how practice goes, they will most likely start him in week three. Which, I mean, (laughs) if your kicker could have won you the game. Yeah. He went two for four on PATs, 0 for two for field goals. And they lost 21-18. 
Yeah. Browns fans are still waiting for that first win. We want that first win. We are so hopeful for you guys. You know, we can't. Yet, they, you can't. I I want to know what curse, what voodoo, who opened up the Pandora's box. Because, first, it's just, you have so many opportunities to win. And then... You get all these great draft picks every year. And a handful of them pull through. And yet you still end up at the bottom. You know, and, so, I, and I understand like it's a rough division to be in. Like It is a tough, hard-hitting division to be in. But at some point, you gotta win. There's you gotta be facing a team on an off week or something, but come on. That's just how the world works sometimes. <sighs> but I mean, at least they got the tie. I mean, like that's sad that that's like. I mean, we got that. They're not at zero percent. According to standings, they got a twenty-five percent record. All because of the tie. You know? But the Browns, along with signing Greg Joseph, they ended up trading away Josh Gordon. Yep, saw that. They went ahead and traded him to the Patriots for a fifth round pick. But, there's a clause in that trade. They literally traded him away for a trash can. But, it's it's the Patriots trash can. The you, all their good players come in those late rounds, so. Yeah. But there's a clause within this trade, though. Mm-hmm. So as long as Josh Gordon is healthy and is on the active roster, he has to be there dressed up for a minimum of 10 games. If he's not there for 10 games, Patriots get their draft pick back and they keep Josh Gordon. Wow. Yep. So. And New England doesn't play with that bullshit either, so. Oh, yeah, you gotta be clean. Well, apparently not. Well, I mean, everybody who hasn't been, we usually get rid of them pretty quickly. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna get rid of Julian Edelman? I don't know. <laughs> Bill Belichick is still the head Let's coach. Let's be real, y'all ain't getting rid of Edelman. Stop. Stop that nonsense. But. The one thing that I find really funny with this trade, though, is Josh Gordon has a big-ass tattoo on his back with the number 12. Yeah, because that's his number. But now he's going to New England. Yeah, well. He ain't wearing number 12. I mean... You know he's not wearing number 12. I don't know. I'd I'd either, like... I'd give him, like, 14 or something. I was gonna say... Go up one number, go to 13 or something, maybe, or or maybe... Because um, that's Dorsett's number is 13. Dorsett's 13? Well, yeah, so I'd put him at 14. Okay, well... The whatever. last good receiver that we had was 14 was Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So, live up to that. The one year of stats, that's what he's got to live up to? Hey, it's more than what he's been playing. Yeah, well... <laughs> but... 
now that we got all the main stuff out of the way, Kyle. Yep. After last week, yeah, you with wanna, where you we wanna, are. You want to review in case everyone uh, forgot the beginning of this episode. Who's winning in picks? Um, so Kyle is beating both Josue and I by one win. Yep. So, um, the way that we go ahead and do it, of course, wins, losses, we just go ahead and pick the teams. But with the, the last two weeks, there's no way that we can predict a tie. So if a tie does happen, we have just automatically put that tie into our record. Mm-hmm. So, um, as far as picks go, Kyle is up front. He has 17 wins, 13 losses, two ties. And then Josue and I, we have 16 wins, 14 losses, with two ties. Mm-hmm. So, now we're going into week three here. Mm-hmm. Josue and I went ahead and already put in our picks. So now we're just waiting on Kyle to go ahead and get this all done. And we're going to go ahead and do that for you right now. Save the best for last. Here we go. <laughs> so, who you got for the Jets and the Browns? I have the Jets. Oh, I'm going to be alone on that one? I'm yeah. the only hopeful one? Yeah, that's a free L, boy. <laughs> um, and I, I can already assume who you're picking for this one. Jags, Titans? Yeah, Jags. And then the Patriots and the Lions? Patriots. I'm telling you, we always have all but like two, maybe two games that are different. The Saints-Falcons? Let's circle back to that one. Okay. Packers-Redskins? Packers. Colts-Eagles? Eagles. Eagles. And I was going to say, with this week, they did announce that Carson Wentz is cleared, and they will be starting him. Yep. Bills and Vikings Uh, with their brand new kicker. Vikings. Raiders, Dolphins. Dolphins. The thing is, I hate having to say this, even though it's only been two weeks, Dolphins are the head of the AFC East right now. Good. I hate it. Broncos, Ravens. Broncos. Bengals, Panthers. Uh, ooh. I was gonna say I'm riding the train. Ooh. I'm riding that Bengals train right now. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. ride the train. Yeah. Well, I don't know about riding the train. I just don't trust. For this week, I just don't trust Carolina more. Giants, Texans. Uh, let's. Shit. Let's go Texans. Noise. 49ers Chiefs? Chiefs. Are you riding that train? <laughs> I, that offense is working right now. This is Andy Reid's Andy Reed season, though, because statistically it's like he always comes out the beginning of the year hot. You know, he's always showing off his playbook. And then, excuse me, fuck, towards the end of the season, you know, it's... Everyone's kind of done their research. They've done their film room studies, and they kind of start to figure it out. So I'm going to ride this Andy Reid train at the beginning of the year like he always does. All right, then the Battle of L.A. We got the Chargers and the Rams. Smart choice. Cowboys-Seahawks. Let's go with Cowboys. Yes, yes, yes. Bears, Cardinals. Bears. Bro, Bears looked good last night, boy. They did. They looked good. I'm happy. And then, 
the last pick, Steelers Bucks. Oh, Bucks, boy, one hundred percent fits magic. And I was looking at a stat today, and it was all about fantasy football, and they were showing the top running backs, top five running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Number one was the running back for the San Francisco 49ers. What? Uh, Brietta, I think that's how you say his last name. Yeah. He was number one. Joe Mixon was number two. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't remember three and four, but number five was James Conner. But I was just looking at it, and I was like, that list seems so, like, ass-backwards. Like, you've only heard of, like, one, maybe two names in there. I was going to say, like, I heard James Conner because, I mean, I've been following his story and all that where, you know, he had cancer in college and came back from it. Yeah. And now he's kind of making his way back. And um, that's honestly the reason why I know him. And it's sad that it's not knowing him from talent. Yeah. But I Joe Mixon, I if I'm not mistaken, I think he got hurt and he's going to be out for a while too. Yeah. So it's like it's weird not seeing one of those main guys. Yeah, it's definitely uh Well, Levion would be up there if he wasn't holding out, but we won't talk about that. Oh yeah, no. Nah. I mean, he's not even on a depth chart anymore, so, you know. Are the Saints 0-2? Um, let me check real quick. Um, I... F- Saint- n- no, no, because the Saints beat the Browns. So I think they're 1-1. Oh, that's one. right. Barely! Field goal. Barely, Colin! Barely! Barely. Barely. Jesus. All right. Uh, give me. Give you know what? Yeah. yeah Saints are one give and me, one. Give me the. Give me the Falcons. You want the Falcons? Give me the Falcons. I forgot that we missed out on that one. Yep. Give me <laughs> the Falcons. Okay. So across the board. Yep. If we're just comparing your picks to mine, there are one, two, two games where we don't agree. Jesus Christ. Well, those two need to be wins. And the game... that's, how, that's where I'm at a point now. Because if that's the case, those are the only things I need because our record's going to sit the same everywhere else. So, And the thing is, those games where we don't agree is the Jets-Browns and the Packers-Redskins. Okay. Well, I hope that's two free L's for you. It sounds like it, but... But it's going to be whatever. We're going to keep on making our way through here. But with the way that teams have been looking, do you, do you feel that it would be a bad move or a smart move to only play Fitzpatrick through week four once Winston gets back? I, I think uh, D-Jax in an interview said it best and you ride the hot hand. Statistic... Or, um, Historically, I should say statistically. Historically, teams don't always do that. You know, the the player kind of either comes back and they're like, "All right, we're putting them back in." But like, Winston didn't get hurt. You know, 
He didn't do anything that caused him to get sidelined incidentally. He just grabbed some boobies. Yeah, you know, he... I'm tired of trying to defend him, man, and the shit keeps popping up. So, I... I don't know, man. I just hope... You know, if he is doing all the shit, he obviously needs to get it all fucking together. But if he's not, he needs to stop putting himself in situations like that's getting him into these headlines. If he's not, and so then, and then if you are in the office for the Buccaneers, how many more chances do you give him? One more. Like next time he messes up, like you're gone. Like a genuine mess up. And who do you think would be willing to pick him up? Like who do you think would be desperate enough to have that liability? Just for the wins. Or at least no. having consistency in the backfield. I mean, I I feel you. I feel to a certain to a certain point, you know, it's just I don't know. And then uh before we go ahead and sign off here, yes, I know that they've been they've been doing good and they've been kind of keeping up to our expectation. But the Browns, Mm -hmm. they have scored 21 points in both of their games, Mm -hmm. which is decent. I mean, that's good. It's good numbers to go ahead and keep up with for the Browns. For the Browns. Okay. Still, though, that you, you, you don't want that to be a standard. Yeah, you don't want that to be a standard. But for the Browns, it's like we see that improvement, especially since one of them was a tie against the Steelers. And the other one was just because the kicker just doesn't know how to kick straight or, you know, know where the middle is. But if they do somehow find a way to make this happen, um, how long do you think it would take for the Browns to go ahead and get a win? And I'm going to go ahead and give you the matchups, and I want you to tell me which ones you honestly think they're going to win. So we're going to go until I think they'll win? Yeah. Okay. Who do they play next week? They play the Jets. They play the Jets on Thursday. All right, they'll lose. Then they play the Raiders in Oakland. Mind you, Oakland is 0-2 right now. The Browns have a better record. Who do they play next week? The week after that? Uh, They play the Ravens after that. They have a better chance with Oakland. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Oakland will be it. I feel like in true fashion. And the thing is, it's like, the rest of their schedule is actually pretty tough. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, even after the Ravens, they got the Chargers. Then they play in Tampa. Then they play in Pittsburgh. Then they play the Chiefs. The Falcons. Then they play in Cincinnati. Then they play in Houston. Then they play against the Panthers. Then they go out to Denver. Then Cincinnati comes back to Cleveland, and then to finish it off, they finish in Baltimore. That's not an easy schedule, especially with how these teams have been playing. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if anything, I feel like that Oakland game would be the easiest game for them. But, I honestly think that they can pull away with a couple of these. Yeah. I think that 
if they manage to find a way to pull it off, if they get the same Sam Darnold that they got last week, I feel like they might be able to pull it off with a field goal if this Greg Joseph knows what he's doing. And apparently, um, oh, by the way, it does show where he went to school. He went to FAU right uh, here. Nice. Um, it said that he went 6-for-7 on his kicks on Monday, missing a 56-yarder. But then he went ahead and made it on a second try. Which, that's fine. We can accept that. Yeah. But, um, the thing is, he the coldest conditions he's ever kicked in was 39 degrees. If you're going to be kicking in Cleveland, you need to learn to fix that real fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, 39 is pretty close to your summers out there. That's true. <laughs> but I, I I want them to do well. I really do. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question, and then we're going to end it. Okay. There are nine teams left that are undefeated. Mm-hmm. And, these, and uh, most of these teams are teams you, you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Miami. Yep, I know about that one all too well. Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Kansas City, and Denver. The Denver one really surprises me. Tampa and the Rams. It's at seven. Uh, wait, no, I'm missing something. Hold on. Is it nine teams that haven't won a game? No, hold on. One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven. Sorry, seven, not nine. I was gonna say I'm, I think it's nine teams that haven't won a game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, because of yeah. Okay. So alright, so seven teams are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Who's who's gonna be the last one standing? Ooh. Who's gonna be the last team? To last before they get a, they get a loss. Say them one more time. Miami. Okay. Cincinnati. Okay. Jacksonville. Okay. Kansas City. Okay. Denver. Denver. Tampa. Tampa. And the Rams. Rams. Okay, so the three teams that I feel are going to pretty much like contend with each other. Is going to go ahead and be Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Jags, mm-hmm. and the Rams. Okay. Those teams, I feel, are going to hold out this win streak the longest. Okay. None of those three. I think Cincinnati is eventually going to fall, just with division games. Mm-hmm. But I think... I don't know. The division's looking shit this year, so... Eh. It, it's the division. You know, once you get those division games... Pittsburgh hasn't kinda... won a game yet. And they've been favored every year to just take that division. I mean, we're, we'll just have to see how it goes. But I mean, okay. like if we're looking at like the closest point differential, like Cleveland is the closest one, which is surprising enough. But I feel that the Rams are going to have the easiest route to continue this streak. But... I do think that the Jags, what they're going to go ahead and do, they're going to win a handful of games, and they're going to have that one game where we're going to get the good old Blake Bortles that we all come to know and love. Stop. Don't talk about him like that. And then he's going to get back on that streak. 
It's just going to be that one game where ESPN is going to go ahead and question. Who's the last team? The Rams. Rams, okay. And for anybody that's been listening to us since day one, those are the two teams that I have in the Super Bowl. Hey, go Harvard. Rams and Jags? Uh, I don't think the Rams take it in the AFC. NFC? The Rams are NFC. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's the only I'm way tired. they that's the only way they could be in the Super Bowl there, Kyle. Jesus, I'm tired. <laughs> this is where we need to call it quits. It's all good. We've we hit everything we needed to. Alrighty guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, always appreciate the follow and the consistent listeners. You guys, you uh you're keeping us being able to do this, you know. So always appreciate it. If you haven't yet, make sure you always subscribe. Uh, we do have our social media, our Twitter and Instagram, The Unpaid Break. Make sure you follow us. Um, make sure you can also follow us on uh, our host site, Anchor.fm. Um, am I missing anything else? If you feel kind enough, do go ahead and donate. Oh yeah, we do have a donate button on our host site. Um, if you're feeling kind and generous enough, you know, help us... Uh, work out so we can be better so we can create better stuff for you guys and um and don't be afraid to give us some feedback we feedback we've... please we need feedback we need to know what we're doing wrong if you absolutely fucking hate our guts tell us to fuck off and we suck you know we need to know and if we're doing a great job and you like what we're doing but even if you have suggestions you know feel free to let us know and we i mean always... we've we've even been talking about some of the suggestions that you guys have been bringing up to us and we are Planning on hopefully yeah. making some changes here yeah, in the future. Yeah, poten- potentially trying to put some stuff in the works and kind of uh, alter some things maybe to make this better. So uh, make sure you stay tuned in for that, guys. Um, as always, always appreciative. Uh, you've listened to The Unpaid Break. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mr. Bean. And uh, we missed Josue this week, but uh, don't worry, he'll be back. And uh, we'll get things right back on track. So, As always. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next episode.